0: Greetings from the Athletics Recreation Center. A few pre-pod announcements for you. Children are to be under the supervision of a parent or guardian at all times. Valparaiso University is a smoke-free campus. Please refrain from using tobacco products anywhere on university property. We thank you for your cooperation. And now your hosts, from Las Vegas, Nevada, Parker Gatewood, and from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Paul Oren. Welcome to Union Street Hoops. Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops. I'm your host, Paul Oren at NWI Orrin on Twitter, and you are listening to Union Street Hoops, a weekly podcast that you can hear on NWI.com and on iTunes. Just me this week, no Parker Gatewood. Parker is off doing some video work, and we'll get him back in here next week. I've got two special guests that'll be on later on in the podcast in separate interviews. The first from integrated marketing and communication at valpo imc we've got anthony shulk anthony does a lot of the video highlight packages that you see when they do a lot of the social media stuff and anthony you know shoots and edits a lot of that and anthony had the chance to accompany me on the road to carbondale or i had the chance to accompany him however you want to look at it we both had the chance to accompany john bowker and we'll tell you all about that journey The second guest, and I'm really excited about this one, uh, have a chance to have Ethan Hennessey on from Happening Hoops, which is a radio show every Monday night, 7 o'clock at night, on WVUR 95.1 The Source, the campus radio station here at Valpo. And Ethan, very excited to have him on the show. I'd never actually met him before and had been listening to his show a couple times. And Ethan and I have had a lot of conversations about attendance in the last couple couple of weeks weeks and and all that and particularly student attendance and it was one of those things that I, I felt like I wanted to bring him on to talk about in light of what had happened uh, you know at the Valpo Indiana State game. and we'll get into that here in a little bit. Let's go through the two games really quick. first Valpo played Indiana State. The team that I think has the best chance to be Valpo's rival going forward, it's uh, you know, both teams from the state of Indiana, uh, not terribly far away from one another. One's public, one's private. think it's a good, I think it's a good mix between the two. I think that that there's a chance for a good budding rivalry there. They played a hard fought game at uh, at Indiana State first conference game of the year, and then another one right here. Valpo had the lead at half. Uh, they come back. Indiana State takes a 54, 51 lead. Looks like it's going to be another tough game for Valpo. And then Marcus Golder. You know, Jay Soroya gets two free throws. Marcus Golder with a big three-pointer. Max Joseph adds a dunk. Uh, they, they stretch out the lead with an 8-0 run here, go up 59-54. They look like they're going, doing pretty well. And uh, then Indiana State ultimately cuts it down to two points. John Kaiser comes up with two big free throws. And Valpo ends up closing it out the game with a Tavon Walker dunk. 69-63 victory. Valpo needed the win. It was a much-needed victory, and they got it. And I got to say, kudos to Bakari Evelyn because we kind of called him out on the last podcast a little bit and said that he was scoring a bulk of his points in garbage time. And we, we had the numbers to back it up. Look, he had four four 4.5 points, I think, per game in, in the, over the last three games in the first half and then 14 or so in the second half. And Bakari came out had 12 points in the first half, 8 in the second half, finished with 20, but he was on fire from the jump. Marcus Golder also in that game, you know, really it was a balanced effort, but Golder with 9 points, that 3-pointer was so big. Valpo's 5 of 16 from the 3-point line, which not great, but they'll take. One of the keys of the game was was holding Brenton Scott in check, held him to 9 points, he fouled out in 23 minutes and Jordan Barnes was a beast probably the best player on the floor had 23 points really was doing a good job but but Valpo coming up with a big big victory and uh, and really kudos to Valpo for for winning at home and 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 getting back on the right track and then they go on the road they go to southern illinois and this was a uh, this was a fun basketball game you know the indiana state game was fun too I I think the Indiana State game was fun because for a good while there it was terrible basketball. There was just a lot of booting the ball around and all of that and 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 it was kind of tough hard on the eyes. Todd Aaron Golden of uh, the Indiana State beat reporter and I looked at each other at one point and said, "Is this is this a great game or is this an awful game?" and, and we couldn't quite figure it out. So, let's go to the Valpo Southern Illinois game and man, uh, a a really a really interesting game in that we saw Valpo again have the lead at the half. They have they've, they've started to do a good job now where they've they've come out and they've they've been getting off to a good start and and felt like you know they they were they were going well. But KV on Pippen was just on fire. An excellent game. Had 11 points uh you know, excuse me, had 10 points at halftime and and he was doing really well. And but Valpo Despite the fact that they were up six at halftime, turned the ball over fourteen times in the first half, and but but they shot, you know, they shot fifty six percent from the floor, and they knocked down three three pointers. Valpo had done a really really good job of, and Southern Illinois was one of ten from the three point line in the first half. Southern Illinois had an eleven o run, I think Valpo had a ten o run or something like that. They they traded these scoring runs. And Valpo had the lead. And going into the second half, then, it was a very tightly played game. And I, and, and really, I, I mean that in multiple ways. One, the officials were calling lots of fouls. Uh, you've got Soroya and Smits each had four fouls. You had four different Valpo players of three fouls. You've got Marcus Bartley fouled out for Southern Illinois. KV on Pippen had four fouls. And uh, Sean Lloyd had three fouls. Jay Soraya got a technical foul, which he cleanly blocked a shot, which he, you know, and and, and then afterward he got called for foul on that. And then he asked the referee for an explanation, and he got a technical foul. So I guess you're not allowed to ask for for that. One of the things that killed Valpo down the stretch as they are trying to take control of the game was missed free throws. Derek Smiths missed... Uh, he was 1 of 4 from the field or from the free throw line. Tavon Walker was 3 of 6, and that was just really, really tough for, uh, for Valpo, shooting 5 of 11 from the free throw line. Meanwhile, Southern Illinois shot 14 of 24. Both teams were 24 of 49 from the field. Valpo had doubled the amount of three-pointers, but couldn't overcome the differential on free throws. This is why it was an exciting game. From 10.03 left in the second half, to 28 seconds left in the half. It was a one-possession game either way. Excellent game. A lot of fun to watch. And I know Valpo lost, but I think they took a step forward. They competed on the road against a team that's 16-9, 8-4 in conference. Southern Illinois is going to be there at the end. They're in the mix. And if it's not Loyola against Southern Illinois in the championship game of Arch Madness, I'm not sure what it's going to be right now. I think they're two really strong teams. And I say that about Southern Illinois, despite the fact that they've had a plethora of injuries. But the guys that are out there, Pippen, Fletcher, Smith-Peters, Bartley, Cook, Lloyd, these, they're good players. They just—they have no margin for error when it comes to injuries. But if they can stay healthy-ish the rest of the year, look for Southern Illinois to potentially make some noise. They've, I've got a good feeling about that team. Now Loyola, Also, very good. I I think those two teams have really kind of emerged a little bit. Uh, Yes, there's other teams. You know, you cannot count out Missouri State. I don't even think you can count out Northern Iowa, despite the fact they're in last place right now with Valpo. But I, I think Southern Illinois has got a really, really good team. Going to Southern Illinois was a lot of fun, and I want to bring in now Anthony Schalk to talk to you about our interesting journey to Carbondale, Anthony. We have uh, we're back. Yes, we are from a crazy, crazy trip to Carbondale, Illinois. What uh, what do you think possessed us to go on such a journey?
1: Man, I think uh, I love for college basketball. I love for Valpo basketball and just our uh, our adventure in us.
0: Well, I like getting paid. That's <laughs> yeah, what. That's another good point. <laughs> so, uh, so here, here's what we did. This is uh, this is so ridiculous. And, uh, and and those of you who follow us along on Twitter and uh, y- y- you saw what we did, uh, going to Carbondale. And so we've we've gone on one of these kind of crazy journeys before. Absolutely. With uh, with the voice of Union Street Hoops, John Bowker. Last year, we took the Bowker Fan Van.
1: Great. It was a great trip <laughs> down to
0: Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We we left in the morning or maybe early afternoon drove all the way there got there maybe an hour before the game correct got a chance to go to Rupp Arena which was the first for both of us yes yes and uh and and then as soon as the game was over we hopped back in the car what was that 5 hours
1: yeah so total 10 hours 10 hours so of driving 10 hours in the car yeah.
0: for a 2 hour game that was over in 30 seconds
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: so we said why not do it again right but this time we took the Amtrak and yes. Bowker had been really excited about this from the jump and, 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 and found, found the schedule. And then really, did he recruit you to go on this trip? How did that work? So,
1: so when he originally came up to me, it was uh, an early, I think an early non-con, uh, non-conference game. And so he was like, are you interested in another trip? And I said, yeah, sure, absolutely. And I, I said, you know, would you have in mind Purdue Northwestern? He said, no, no. He said, we're going to go to Southern Illinois. And I was like, great, driving again? He's like, no, the train. I'll explain later, and that was it. That was all. That was it.
0: <laughs> so here, here's what we did. We 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 left from, and so Bowker was in charge of figuring out he was how a, we were uh, getting there.
1: He's almost. He should be a vacation planner on the side. Uh, yeah. He should be. Yeah, yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: So we uh, we we took we took a uh, he he drove. It was uh it was you mm-hmm. me, uh John Bowker, mm-hmm. and then uh, two really diehard Valpo fans, yes. Ken Ken Hall and Lenny Corso, yes. who've been fans for. For a long time, they both in the area, and 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 Kenny or Ken had gone on the trip with us to Kentucky. Correct. And then uh, Lenny had I met him for the first time on this trip. Same, same. Good, good guy, and a hell of a pool player.
1: Oh, absolutely. So
0: we'll get to that. Yes. So <laughs> we uh, we left from Valpo at like 7:30 in the morning on Saturday. Correct. And uh, went to Homewood, Illinois, where the Amtrak station was, and I think what 8:50 was the train.
1: If you want to get approximate, yeah. 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 So
0: right around nine o'clock, and then what was it like a uh, like a four-and-a-half-hour, almost five-hour train ride.
1: Yeah, yeah, a very comfortable train ride as it well. It was
0: great. I mean, uh, Amtrak is the way to travel. Yes. A lot of legroom, like double or triple the legroom of a plane. Yes. Uh, you know, good food on on board if, if you're into gas station cheeseburgers, <laughs> which are, look, are really good. Yeah. Like, don't knock <laughs> them. They're really good. And so then but just really chill, and uh, and there were no screaming kids, which was nice, and, mm-hmm. then, and it was easy to get up and move around, and, and – I think, we, I think we went through Champagne. Yep. I think we stopped there for a minute or two and, and continued on. But it was a really easy, comfortable journey. Absolutely. So then we get to Carbondale, and we got there at, what, 2 o'clock? We
1: got uh, yeah, I believe so. We got
0: about four hours to kill before we can get in the arena. Right. And, uh, and so we had crowdsourced a bit and asked people, what, what do you think? And they all said, quattro's pizza. Yes, and so we went to Quattro's Pizza for yes. lunch. What did you think of Quattro's?
1: So, uh, well, first of all, the salad, the chicken Caesar salad, it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, you ate healthy. I ate yeah. terribly for for our first stop there. Yes, yeah. and uh, and I thought it was great. But man, you and uh, Ken got pizza, and man, it was killing me.
0: We got like the personal <laughs> pan, like. Like three-inch pieces. Yeah, the smell know? was killing me. And it was really good. It was really good. I went with uh, with pepperoni and cheddar cheese on mine, and it was really good. And, and it was good. And, and Quattro's has a very active social media presence. What mm-hmm. I've tried to do on a lot of these valley trips has been uh, has been trying to you know crowdsource where where do we go, and I want to go to like the spot. Right. You know, I I don't
1: go big or go home. Yeah,
0: I want to go to like what what's the Carbondale spot? What's the Bloomington spot? And and, and so we've done that. So it was really good, mm-hmm. and uh, and then after we were done with that, we still had some time to kill. We I mean we we lingered in that restaurant for about as long as you can before they're like, okay, we need you to leave because yeah. you're taking away tips. Right. <laughs> and one of the things I was struck by, Anthony, was the amount of people wearing SIU gear in yeah. the restaurant.
1: Yeah, and I I walked in and I was like, man, you could tell we're definitely in you know Saluki territory. Yeah, and, and we kind of stood out. Day. Yeah.
0: Do you think I mean when we go if you go out to like B Dubs on a Saturday before a Valpo game and there are a lot of people wearing VU gear it's I don't know
1: see see I notice more people wearing like IU Purdue kind of like Notre Dame clothing than you do Valpo clothing I think they like unless it's stuff around campus I don't know And
0: that's yeah cuz I don't I don't see I didn't see anyone wearing Illinois gear no down in Southern Illinois they, no. I mean they are they yeah. are comfortable being diehard Southern yeah, Illinois fans.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, the guy said, uh, who uh, was taking the the checks, he said, uh, I hope we kick your ass tonight. So, yeah, he did. Yeah. No, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like,
0: it's. Do you, I don't know, if, if you go, to, if you go, to, if you go to, to B-dubs and Valpo, is the B-dub waiter going to be like, yeah. to the Indiana State mm-hmm. fan, hey, I hope Valpo yeah. kicks your ass yeah, tonight. I yeah. don't know. They'll be like, you know, IU sucks. Go <laughs> Purdue. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think they might ask game tonight. Oh, okay, and then just oh, walk yeah, out. Oh a game. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: hope they don't. I hope they don't get in too late after the game. <laughs> it's just, it's just. That's what I love about the valley, is that every market we've gone to, it's been, it's the biggest show in town. Right. Right. Valpo. I don't know if it's the – it's not. Notre Dame, Purdue, IU, that's it's – a, it's a distinct difference here.
1: I think – yeah, I think Notre Dame is so close and also the city of Chicago is so close that we're just kind of like little brothered. We're just yeah, kind of fall it's, off.
0: Yeah, it's really unique. Yeah. I've, I've long said this. You can go to the Foot Locker in Merrillville and buy Gonzaga gear, but you can't buy Valpo
1: gear. Hmm right i think only this is walmart and, and they th- that's kind of hidden as well
0: yeah yeah there are entire store we walk by a place like it had a sign outside game day your one-stop shop for saluki gear absolutely and and so okay whatever like, <laughs> southern illinois got twenty one thousand people that go there valpo's got 4500 so that's also not something we should ignore correct but okay so we're done at at quattro's and we go walking around campus and Despite the fact that they've got twenty one thousand people, how many of them were walking around campus on Saturday? I think we outnumbered them, all five of yeah. us yeah, there' are five of us, and there was nobody around. Mm-mm. But we had a lot of fun because we had a chance to go to the Southern Illinois Union and we went bowling.
1: oh man. it was totally unexpected, but a pleasant surprise
0: we th- we had time to kill and we find a bowling alley mm-hmm. in the union and uh and we threw down, and you and I, we had some ep- we had some epic battles.
1: Yeah, and uh, I lost by a pin in the first game, and I told him, I said, you know, all I need is four, and I only got three. You got
0: three, yeah. You yeah. had, I had 120, you had
1: 119. 119 so
0: yeah. let's, let's not act like we're Pete <laughs> Weber here. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot to disclaimer out there. And so then, uh,
0: then in the second game, I was killing
1: you. You were up 30 36 s- pins, pins in the
0: fourth frame. I had 77, you had 41 in the fourth frame. I was doing pretty well. Yeah, I, uh, and I then, fell pretty down. And then you went turkey hunting with back-to-back strikes. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and uh, the com- the comeback was real. And I think I had said, if I get a strike in this next frame, I think I earn a follow from. Yeah, yeah, Mr. I was follow- like, oh. I didn't
0: realize I wasn't following you on Twitter. So you got <laughs> a strike. So I went and I, I left the the uh, the arena of battle, and I <laughs> followed you on Twitter. And then uh, and then, uh, but I still. I was uh, I was right there. I had you, and then uh, and then I came up short. You still had to come strong, and you did in the tenth frame, yeah. and and yeah. and you won the day. I, I, think. I
1: did. I, you left the door open, and it was a uh, it was my my shining moment for the it, day. It was a shining it moment. moment. It, was,
0: yeah. it was brutal. So
1: <laughs> then, uh, so then, then we then we go in. What did you think about the crowd at Southern Illinois? It, it was fantastic. I could tell. I mean, as they were filing in, you know, they were they weren't just kind of laying back. They were you know reading into what the programs, whatever was going on, watching warm-ups. And the student section, you can tell they were jazzed and they were ready for this game.
0: Later on in the podcast today, we will have Ethan Hennessy from Happening Hoops on here. And Ethan is one of the guys that spends a lot of time in the Valpo student section trying to get them going. And the Southern Illinois student section, I mean, they were hot. They were into it. They were giving out free T-shirts. They were giving out free pizzas. They were uh, they playing Mario, Mario Kart, Kart on, on the, the scoreboard, on yeah. The scoreboard before the game.
1: Live DJ, uh, yeah. Well, live DJ with a sound system that was worse than the Arcs. Well, I I I don't know if he blew it or not, but I don't know if he'll be invited back. Yeah, no. <laughs> some uh,
0: maybe the sound system sounded great before yeah, he started yeah, right, mixing. Right, um, right. But uh, he he definitely a speaker blew. Yeah, and it was not good. No, no. The game happens, you know, and we've been to a number of these games now. We went to Purdue together. We're at Northwestern Correct. together. We're at Kentucky together. What, What's it like? Is it a thrill for you to be able to go to these
1: venues? So before, like when I started doing this, you know, I was doing all the home games stuff, and but I, I thought, you know, these are big road games that they're not far. It's not like they're in California, Florida. These are accessible trips, and I thought, you know what, let's get this team on the road. Let's, you know, get some highlights, you know, show that they're putting in hard work elsewhere where people may not be able to watch them and it's just been great because you get to experience things outside of the norm and you get to see big time programs and what that game day is like
0: and so when you're when you're at one of these games what are you just shooting highlights what's your responsibility
1: so uh, primarily obviously primarily we want to you know get good highlights of our players you know doing good things on the court but you know just, part of it you just take in the experience the building the fans you know the interactions and during the timeouts and so you get some things that you can say hey we can take this back and you know maybe we can learn something from it to you know help out our athletics department and see where we can make strides you know
0: how easy does Marcus Golder make
1: your job <laughs> man I, I told him before the game because uh, me and him we've been we've had some talks and good talks and he's a good guy and so he said oh how's the drive down I said oh it's pretty good and uh I forgot tell time we took the train but I know he was trying to get locked in and I, I said you know I need to tell you something real quick and he's like he's like, oh, what's going on? And I said, just give me some highlights. And he, two monster dunks, he had some great shots. And him, they all make my job easy. They just got to, you know, do what they got to do.
0: That's good. That's good. And uh, we, did you come up with Flight Brothers as a nickname? I, it, obviously, it's kind of went away because Joe Burton went away. Right but, right.
1: but did you come up with Flight Brothers? So when I made that first video um, before the, for the regular season opener, I made the video and, yeah, I said, you know what? Let's run this. Let's see what happens. And it got a, Got, you know, adopted ever since, and I told him, I said, you know, you're the pilot now. You got to – either you need to find a co-pilot or you just need to – you need to drive because you're, you're heading the flight the flight crew right now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's been – Max Joseph yeah. put in his application a couple yeah. games ago for uh, – yeah. At least the, a first-class seat, you know. A first-class seat, yeah. that's yeah. right. So, he, so here was the interesting challenge that you and I had. So after, after the game, I write my story. It's about 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Our train isn't scheduled to leave until 3.15 in the morning.
1: Originally scheduled. Originally scheduled. Yes.
0: And then we get an alert, Mm 3.45 in the morning. Yep. So now we got to kill five hours in Carbondale Mm -hmm. with, I mean, I'm 37. You're 25, 24, 24. 24, yeah. You put our ages together. Mm-hmm. And now we got the other three guys. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, basically, basically. We're an interesting I mean, group. We're an interesting group of, yeah. of of uh and so we went back to Quatros for mm-hmm. pizza.
1: Yeah, I finally got to enjoy the pizza. Yeah, you yes. got to
0: enjoy the pizza. So that was good. Uh and and so we we all ordered again pizza. I had uh I actually got chicken on mine this time, which was so good.
1: Yeah, I got uh sausage, spinach, and jalapenos.
0: Yeah. So I would tell you if any Valpo fans are going to Southern next year quattro is, is the spot must, you can must even stop. do it twice in one day and yes. it's just fine
1: absolutely
0: so then after that we're like okay we got to find something else and, and we're going to go to a bar and mm-hmm. a couple people had told me pk's was the place to be and we walked by a bar called tracks that was where all the fraternity that, that's 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 where
1: all the the cool kids were going. the cool kids yeah. were going which <laughs> i
0: mean look we were young for our group yeah you could have gotten in there yeah and yeah. done it i think i would have been looked at like Okay, they might have run me out of there though. Yeah. They might have seen. They might have seen the Valpo gear yeah. and be like, "Okay, no." <laughs> then we went walk by another place called, I think the was it uh, the hangar? Was that? Yeah, that and one? then
1: there was Sticks, which was the pool hall, which wasn't really a pool hall because there were so many people in there. Yeah,
0: and so the, every one of those had police activity outside of them after we yep. later on in the evening. Yep. So we ended up a place called PK's, which was awesome. It was a uh, it's like live music. It was yep. a dive bar. Yes, but they had a pool table. Uh, yep. we walk in, Bowker's with us takes one look at the surroundings <laughs> and says nope, I'm going to Insomnia Cookies and he yeah. bolts, he's yep. gone yep. and we were worried about him yeah. uh, almost to the point that we were going to call Mike Targonski and tell him that he had a new job yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as PA, yeah. we thought we lost the PA announcer yeah. and, uh, and we played pool and then we, we played a game and I said, Anthony, if you beat me in this game you're going to be on Union Street Hoops yeah. and I think you promptly sunk the 8 ball uh, in the middle of the game yeah. And I ended up winning that one, and we yeah. we played three games yeah. against each other. Not one of them went to completion because not a traditional finish to the game. No, we were terrible at pool. <laughs> we it, it was, was a terrible terrible board it, or a terrible table. Yeah, there
1: was well, first of all, it was a fast table, but also it was great starts, but then it just kind of just tailed yeah. off a little bit. I
0: think we like there was when we f- started playing, I thought you were going to hustle me because you had <laughs> you sunk like three shots in a row. And then I think for the next, like, six minutes, we just blindly hit the ball, and uh, yeah. it was tough.
1: I had my Atlanta Falcons first half. You did. And then you we did. had our Atlanta Falcons second half yeah. after that. Yeah, no, that's yeah.
0: pretty much what happened. Yeah. And, I, and I had a Cleveland Browns <laughs> oh. <laughs> whole run, so... Yeah. It
1: Man, was... it was crazy about that place. It was like, it seemed like the fifth option in town for, you know, the college kids or whatever, but, I mean, we I really enjoyed it. It was it was great. Yeah, the the guy, remember the guy, the lead singer, guitar in a wheelchair, and he was... Yeah, going all yeah, out. Yeah, the
0: lead singer of the band that they had there was in a wheelchair, and the guy was great. It yeah, was really good music, yeah. and and so that was good. And then then we ended our night at Insomnia Cookies because we needed some fuel on the yeah. way home. Yeah, yeah. And we, so we walked back to that. Then we go to the train station, and uh, still we got to the train station at maybe two thirty. And yeah. the, the train was delayed until four fifteen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I sat there. I played euchre with the other guys for a couple hours. I observed.
1: And, uh, I observed some great games on a cookie box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The no, card so table we, was. we didn't have
0: a table, so we used an insomnia cookie box. And well, let <laughs> me just tell you that uh, my euchre game, splash!
1: <laughs> it's really <laughs> oh, good. I, I I don't know much about euchre, but I could tell you were you were the guy. I was on fire. Yeah, yeah. I was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It was
0: really good. Uh, myself and Lenny Corso. Uh, we planted a flag in the middle of Bowker. There. I didn't
1: hear much excitement out of Bowker's voice. Yeah, no, he no. was not excited at all. <laughs>
0: there was, uh, there was, uh, there was no timber being played. because no. there were no scoring runs that
1: he and, was going on. And if I remember correctly, he didn't have such a good day at the bowling alley either. So uh,
0: you know what? He, he it takes a lot of work to coordinate the whole trip. Yeah, and we're very grateful that John yeah, did that. Yeah, that's true. So, but uh, but the bowling did not go his way. And then, no. uh, I, look, here's what I'll say: This, I bet he would have been a maven at pool. I bet yeah. he would have been the best billiards guy.
1: Yeah. So when after uh, you and I started playing our games, um, I asked Lenny. I said, "You know, do you want to play?" Because he looked like he was getting a little tired. You know, it's been a long day, and he immediately had another spark in him. And I was like, "Okay, cool."
0: He was he was talking a little his, trash.
1: Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, "Take it easy on I me." Mean, and he didn't really say much because he, he let his game. think he, he let his game speak because his finesse game was a one. It was a really plus man, really, really good. Yeah. And
0: uh, heard heard some good stuff about Lenny. Uh, you know, it, apparently he it was. Uh, I don't know how much of this is public, but but uh, has done a lot of work with. I uh, was in the military and did mm-hmm. a lot of work uh, as a medic, and, yeah. and and works at Ivy Tech. Great guy, really interesting guy, and yeah. and a lot of good stories told mm-hmm. on this trip. I think you and I sat back at one point and just said, "Man, these three guys are encyclopedias of old Valpo <laughs> right, games."
1: Right. My six years here are are dwarfed by their combined experience here. It's ridiculous.
0: It was a lot of fun, and then uh, and then so the train ride back. Uh, we, we get on at, like, 4.15 in the morning. hmm We hit the seats, and, I, like, I was out. I yeah. slept completely until somebody smacked my leg mm-hmm. and said, it's time to go. The last
1: thing I remember was trying to set an alarm, and I didn't turn it on, which could have been bad. But luckily, I woke up, but, yeah, that's the only thing I remember. And then we uh, we, we were hungry somehow, despite <laughs> the fact that we ate a at quattro
0: twice, yep. and then insomnia cookies, yep. and uh, knowing that I was going to have a Super Bowl party in a little bit, um, we went to a place called Blueberry Hill, pancakes, pancake House, yeah, in Homewood. Yes. And uh, what uh, what did what did you go with?
1: So knowing how I was going to eat for the Super Bowl, I had I had oatmeal and fresh fruit and some water. I went pretty yeah, pretty, basic. Pretty, pretty basic, pretty yeah. basic. Plus,
0: again, we were on the road and and and, and just a little out of it. Yeah. I knowing how I was going to eat for the Super Bowl, we had Philly cheesesteak mm-hmm. and New England clam mm-hmm. chowder yeah. because you know the girlfriend French came really strong. That's
1: with. that's that's grade A party planning. That right was great A yeah. party planning. That yeah. was
0: good. But uh and I was so I was just gonna get like two eggs scrambled with some hash browns and some sauce. Something easy, be, yeah. But then I saw on the menu <laughs> Captain Crunch Encrusted French toast. And I like a challenge. Yeah. And so yeah. I went with that. And it was pretty good, but I was still I was half asleep during mm. the meal. Well, and, uh, it was
1: the perfect scenario because everyone had ordered you know something normal some normal everyone breakfast went, items everyone nor- ordered and then, you were
0: like the most exciting with oatmeal
1: <laughs> well i knew you know i've been doing good dieting weightlifting i had to stick to it as on the road as close as possible but then you normal orders are on the table and then you got to end with a bang. captain crunch a, <laughs> encrusted <laughs> french, french toast <laughs> and it was
0: really good it was it was fantastic
1: so uh would you
0: do it again would you would you go on this trip again
1: man i Without, without question, you, how can you not and you know what what's most exciting is this is just you know Carbondale the valley has the way it sounds there's so much more to offer that I'd be excited to go see because it's like you said, you know you could go to these places and especially if you have John Bowker, you could be entertained for all hours of the night <laughs> without question. Uh, John Bowker is uh,
0: is uh, had a lot of good stuff to say and and we, we tried just just for the Valpo fans out there. we tried to convince him to, to to walk back the splash a little bit. Yeah. is And so we gave him some ideas for what to say during three-point shots. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see if he's going to implement any of those. Let's just see going forward – if uh, if any of those happened, because yeah. it was really good. So, yeah. Anthony, thank you very much for coming in, and uh, and I hope that for your sake you get a chance to go on a few more of these road trips here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, an honor, and I feel really accomplished I can put this on my resume, that I was on Union Street Hoops.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Splash. Yeah, splash. <laughs> Glad to have Anthony on the program. And before we get to Ethan Hennessy, I want to bring up something that's probably not going to be very popular, and I think part of it is here— Sometimes when I do Union Street hoops by myself, I end up thinking that I'm on talk radio and I'm just trying to to take the most ob- obscene, obnoxious take that I can find and roll with it and get myself fired up. And that's what I think is about to happen. When I walked into the arc last Wednesday, January 31st, for the game against Indiana State, the in-state rival, this is the team that... When everyone told me that they were excited about going to the Missouri Valley Conference, they're pointing to, we're going to get Evansville back. We're going to get Indiana State back. These are the teams that Valpo's played forever. This is going to be great. You're lying to yourselves. Because there were 2,228 people that went to that game. And that number is a paper number at best because I didn't see 2,228 people in the stands. And Evansville, the week before that, 2,219 people in the stands. Two of the smallest, least attended games that I've seen in my time around Valpo Division I games. Is it because the team is losing? Is that why? Okay, I buy that. I buy that's why. The team's down, not going to go to the games. Is it because the weather is bad? Sure. I can buy that, too. Is it because it's a Wednesday night? Maybe. I guess. All those make sense. I under, Look, the Wednesday night, probably more than anything else. You live in Indiana. You know it's going to be cold. I've had diehard Valpo fans have told me it's too cold to go to the game. Are you, you live in Indiana. You chose to live here. You know the weather's terrible. This isn't like, oh, newsflash, it's cold. You know it's cold. Move somewhere else if you're not going to go enjoy your life because it's too cold outside. That's a problem for me. Okay. Is the team bad? Is that why you're not going to the game? Okay, fine. That's nonsense because people weren't going to the games last year either. Alec Peters' final game of his career, what turned out to be the final game of his career, thirty-five hundred people showed up for the game against Milwaukee. Okay, you know that that particular game, if I remember correctly, was uh, was that on a was that on a week weekday? I think that game against Milwaukee. That was on a uh, that was on a Tuesday night. So, okay, I understand 3,500 people. That's actually not a terrible thing. But come on. The guy's going to the NBA. All-time leading scorer. All-time leading rebounder. Final game of his career. And you can't sell the place out? And when, when I say you can't sell the place out, that's partially to Valpo. That's partially to the fans. I don't know. I don't know how to get people to show up. The one that was the most alarming to me was and I know the students weren't necessarily back at this point, point. I think they weren't back, but Friday night, January 6th of last year, against Oakland, nationally televised game, your rival is in the house, 3,800. You proved the year before that you could do it. Florida State came in, packed. St. Mary's came in, packed. NIT stands for not in tournament, and people showed up. Those games were big, yes, but like that, they weren't the NCAA tournament. Your rival came in, Oakland, senior night, biggest star that Valpo's had in 20 years on the on the floor for the final time. What turned out to be the final game of his career. I don't know what it's going to take to get more people to come out. And the reason why I'm saying this, the reason why I'm fired up about this is because of what I saw at Southern Illinois. That place was packed. Every place I've gone to so far in the Valley has been packed. It was, it, you know, Illinois State, a, a packed. Northern Iowa, packed. It, everywhere. It's been, it's been a huge, huge run of games. I didn't go to Missouri State, but I've been to Indiana State. I don't think the students were there. There were 3,200 people there. Bradley, over 5,000 people there. Northern Iowa had 4,700. Missouri State, I guess, had 4,800. That Northern Iowa crowd felt bigger than 4,700. Illinois State, over 5,000. Southern Illinois, over 5,000. Valpo's biggest game this year, by a long shot, is at home against Loyola. 4,000 people. That was on January 21st. That was, what day of the week are we looking at here? January 21st, that was a Sunday afternoon. Okay, over 4,000 people. A lot of people come over from Chicago, maybe. Other games this year, 2,600, 2,500, 2,600, 2,200, 2,900 against Utah State. Home against Missouri State, 2,400. Home against Southern Illinois, 2,900. Home against Drake, 2,700. Home against Evansville and home against Indiana State, 2200 apiece. I understand the team's been struggling. I understand all of that. And I also understand the scheduling didn't help. And we'll talk about this with Ethan Hennessy in a minute. There hasn't been a Saturday night home game yet. That's coming up, February 17th against Bradley. That's going to show right there. But even at that point now, the season's damn near over. Here's one of the problems I have. And mind you... My only experience in this is taking graduate classes. I have a master's degree in sports administration. It doesn't mean that I know anything about being a sports administrator. I don't. I'm not questioning how those people do their jobs. Here's the one thing I would question. Valpo's playing Indiana State. The halftime entertainment was a grade school basketball game, which it's been for years now. And the team that played, I think, was from Boone Grove. Boone Grove's colors are blue and white. Indiana State's colors are blue and white. The fans that came into the game were wearing blue and white. That's a problem. Come on. Are are we serious with this? You're wearing blue and white? Like, give them some Valpo shirts or something. Like, as part of the package or whatever you sign up for to get them to play, they should get Crusader T-shirts or something. But I would – I mean – can 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 somebody check? Who's coming to play? Let's make sure they don't have the same color scheme as our opponent. There's twenty two hundred fans in the stands, and a hundred of them were probably from Boone Grove or something. Mom, Dad, Aunt, Uncle, Grandma, Grandpa, all showing up to watch the kids play out there in the court. Come on, that's a problem. Now again, for the bigger problem for me is the fact that they they even have that as halftime entertainment. I. When I went to school at Valpo years ago, the Jesse White tumblers were a big thing. The uh, the the frisbee catching dogs were a big thing. The was it uh, you know quick change or I mean get the Red Panda to come here. I mean that's that's and if you don't know the Red Panda, you got to look that up. And there's just there's so many good little fun halftime entertainment things. Now the question is. Do people go to games because of the halftime entertainment? Well, people were going to games because of the National Anthem entertainment. Jim Cornelison coming in. But that happened a couple times. I don't know that you're going to buy the ticket because of what's going on at halftime. But, uh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's naivety. Because I, I, I go to Miller Park where the Brewers play. There's a rock climbing wall in the center field and there are people on that thing from first pitch to last pitch. I would never go climb a rock wall during a baseball game. I would sit in the stands with peanuts and nachos and a pretzel and and all the things I can't eat anymore cuz I'm going on a diet, but uh I, you know, I but there's a lot of people that would go do that. I'm not saying you need to put a rock wall in the arc. I don't know where you would fit that. But something is something's got to be done, right? I don't know what it is. I don't I don't have the answers. And I don't even really want to come off as critical to the people that, that are in these positions because I know many of them and they're good people and all of that. And and maybe it's just a bad hand. Maybe they're just dealt a bad hand. You know, you've got you've got ever increasing people who are, are, are going to the high school games more. Now the, the the blessing and the curse of the valley is every game's available to be streamed online. I can talk about the good old days when I went to Valpo and the student section was packed from top to bottom, but nobody could even really listen to the games on the radio, let alone see them on television, and now every game's available. You don't have to leave your dorm room. You don't have to leave your apartment or your house or your condo or whatever to see the games. So maybe that's playing into the fact that less and less people are going to the games because... More people are watching Valpo and ESPN than have ever done it before because they've never been available 24-7 before the last couple years. I don't know the answers to this. And I think there's a distinct difference between the critical nature of the everyday fan coming to the games versus the students coming to the games. The chairback section is still very packed. There's still a lot of people. I see a lot of the same people. They say hi to me. All the time they come up to me. Thanks for doing the podcast. We have good conversations. Jeff Saffron wears electric shirts. There's always there's a good there's a lot of people that are there all the time. The top sections, AA through EE, vacant. I'd almost push that back and just drop the scrim. And and the reason I would do that is to suffocate the noise and more, make it louder. I don't know. But I, I just the students this is a question that I have. Where are they? And when they are there, they're sitting down. I don't know the answer. I've, this whole thing, I've just talked for 11 minutes about this. I don't know the answer. And uh, apologies if any of what I've just said in the last 11 minutes is offensive to people who aren't coming out. Uh, and here's another thing, too. This is one that, that, that I've had some conversations with people with in Carbondale and something that I know that I lose sight of. I get a media pass to go to the games. I never pay attention to the ticket prices or anything like that. I don't. Cons- I get free pizza in the media room and all that, so it's very easy for me to sit here and tell people, "Come on out to the game," because I don't have to pay to go to the games. And I say that kind of laughing, "Ha ha!" But kind of like, I really don't know what I like. I wouldn't go to every Marquette game if I lived in Milwaukee. I would go to the big ones because I couldn't afford to go to all those games. And I think Valpo basketball is a really good deal. I think there's a lot of quality basketball. I think that the venue is small enough and you can probably get a chance to get to know these guys as people throughout the year. I went to a ton of Marquette games when I was younger, and I never met any of those players. I just went to cheer because they were, they were awesome to watch. And now, I mean, if you mill around long enough, go chat with Tavon Walker. Go talk to Derek Smith. The guy's a genius. you know. Go, go talk to Marcus Golder. The guy's passionate. Talk to Malik McMillan or John Kaiser, any of these guys, Parker Hayes, and they're fantastic people. And I'm not trying to come off as the, the president of the Valpo fan club here. I'm not. That's Ethan Hennessy because I think he is the president of the student section, and we'll get to him in a second. But I just, I, I, something's got to be done to get more people at the games. I don't know what that is, but Valpo, through 11 home games this year, is averaging just under 2,700 people will be interesting to see if they can top that number in the next three games. They've got a home game Sunday afternoon against Illinois State on ESPNU. Always brings out a big crowd. It should when, when the students are in and it's a nationally televised game. You've got Saturday night game against Bradley on February 17th. Should be a big crowd. And then you and I. I'm going to go through these again with Ethan Hennessy in a bit. I want to bring Ethan on the program right now to talk a little bit about uh, the students and, and why why they're not showing up. I think Ethan's got some interesting stuff to say. Joined now by a very special guest here on Union Street Hoops. Uh, you can hear him and his co-host every week on WVUR from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock on Mondays on Happening Hoops. Uh, Ethan Hennessy is here. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Paul. Uh, Ethan, how did you get started with the, uh, the show on W V R 95.1 FM, the campus radio station?
2: Yeah, so, um, well, our, our, our brand, Happening Hoops, I created a Twitter account just about 15 months ago to to kind of talk just about college basketball, and then our good friend, um, Eric Krasansky, who was involved with the radio station, was able to get us a time slot on there, and uh, the rest is history. We just kind of took off. And,
0: and so each week, we, is it more Valpo? Is it everything? Kind of what's, uh, what's the we, mixture on your show?
2: Our, our show, we try to cover all 351 college basketball teams from a fan's perspective. Um, we'll have guests on maybe every, like, two or three weeks. In the upcoming weeks, we have Adam Amin on um, and sports center anchor Kevin Connors and Jamie Ketchmarak, the um, executive chairman of the uh, collegeinsider.com tournament. Um, and some of our previous ones have been Porter Mosier, um, Evan Lepler, and uh, – Mark Adams.
0: Yeah, and Porter Mosier, Loyola basketball coach, uh, is is very funny. Great guy to interview oh, yeah. and great, everything. great and guy. Great, great guy. parody account on Twitter, at Porter's Jacket, which is fun. <laughs>
2: and you guys are on Twitter, at Happening Hoops? We are, we are. You can find us at Happening Hoops um, or online on our website, happeninghoops.com. And you're a student at Valpo? Yes, I am. I am a sophomore. And what, what major are you? Geography. Geography? Very good. Fantastic. Okay, I want
0: to ask you about this because uh, we've had some exchanges on social media media and uh, y- you're a student here. and the attendance has been a thing at Valpo has been a question at Valpo. And matter of fact, earlier this le- earlier today had a chance to ask Luke Gore about attendance. And um, just tweeted this out, which I I know you saw it because you liked the tweet on Twitter. (laughs) It was about uh, Luke Orr said, you know, he's not sure the reason why less people are coming to the games. He he didn't word it that way. We said, what do you think about Valpo's attendance being a little, you know, down this year? He said, I don't know the reason. Then he continued on to say, uh, love everyone that's coming out. We've got very passionate, very loyal fans, and I'm not going to preach to the choir and be critical of the people that are showing up. And I've probably been critical, and uh, the the I've been critical for a number of reasons. One, uh, you know, because two years ago when Valpo made it to the NIT, you can see what the arc looks like in an amazing, amazing environment. Like you can see that it can be done, it can be packed. Um, but another thing is is that uh, that you can also see how it can't be packed. So there's a lot of people who aren't there, and. I always think the lifeblood of a fan section anywhere is the student section. And uh, in Southern Illinois on Saturday had the biggest student section that I've seen in any Valley place, in any place, period. Now they bribed them with free food, free Under Armour t-shirts. They were playing Mario Kart on the video board before the game. It was such a huge section that even Marcus Golder tweeted after the game, got to give it up for that student section, best I've been around. My question for you as someone who—and you, you're in the student section quite a bit. I and, am.
2: I'm, I'm one of the leaders of the uh, Valparaiso.
0: And this so, is the same yeah. thing that Luke Gore is saying. You know, you, you don't really want to preach to the choir and be critical of the people who are showing up. But what what do you think the general student mindset in going to the games is? And maybe what's keeping it from being packed to the top every game like it has been in years past?
2: Yeah, so um well since I'm a sophomore, I unfortunately wasn't here for that um NIT run. That that was the year before me, but uh I mean I, I know that it was electric there. I, I know that they use the the picture from the St. Mary's game for everything. It's, it's, it's <laughs> everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 well aware of that. But um yeah, I mean I, I feel like last year it was it was pretty good. Definitely for number twenty one Rhode Island, that was that was really good. Also the Youngstown State when they gave out the free jerseys and the southern Utah for opening night. Those are probably the best attendance numbers, but then at times you had bad ones like the Sunday afternoon, NKU, and, and stuff like that. So I think that this year, I mean, probably part of it is a combination of just the, the team isn't up to traditional Valpo standards, and that, that's going to do with the the young team and moving to a better conference. But I they have lost, um, uh, I believe it's 13 the past 17, but something yeah, like yeah. that. So it's been, it's been I, a lot. It, it, it has, and that obviously is going to, you know, limit some of your fans coming out but to be honest we're we're trying to figure that out too i think just the the current students i i don't know if it's that they have homework or they just they don't they don't want to see them likely lose or they they just have other commitments or 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 what have you but it seems like from from when we're there there's there's a dedicated group of, of people that we usually see coming out um but you're, you're oftentimes not filling the student section. And it's, it's frustrating for us, too. E- even sometimes they'll come and they, and they won't stand. Or we have, uh, we've seen students who come and they don't sit in the student section. They sit in other parts of the arena. So, so we're trying our best to kind of um, you know, get, get better attendance as well. Um, and, th-
0: and it's odd because, again, you are a sophomore and you're a very dedicated fan. But um, last year began a disturbing trend at Valpo games which was this idea of sitting in the student section for years you'd never dream of seeing students sit during the games and now yeah. it's happening more often than not and uh and and I'm always that guy like when I go to Green Bay Packer games that I want to stand the entire game because quite frankly it's freezing cold there so I want to be able to move around but then again when people are behind me then okay if they're sitting well then I'm going to sit because I'm not rude but I can't ever remember seeing the students sit at games and and I don't know if it's a manner of now uh you know the T V timeouts are longer or whatever the deal is, but uh, but it's certainly happening more. I wanna ask you this. Um I was at the the game Illinois State, half hour now it's an ESPN two game, mm-hmm. eight o'clock at night, special circumstances. There were a lot of students there. And 30 minutes before the game, everybody was in place, and they're practicing cheers before the game. Southern Illinois this past Saturday, uh, you know, same thing. 30 minutes before the game, the fans are in place. They're practicing cheers. Does... I, I don't even know if we're calling it the Valparaiso anymore because I'm not even sure if that's we, a thing. We are. We're, we're, okay. tr- we're
2: trying to bring it back. My, um, myself and Chase Heckman and Jacob Norbach are, are the three people who run the the student section accounts and so we run the Twitter and the Instagram yeah. and the Facebook and There used and to be a that. sign up. That, there that, did, yeah. We we, we talked with um, the the uh, sports information people to try to get that sign back. Um, we we weren't able to well, get Well, I think that, the though, problem is, yeah. is, is I
0: think that Family Express sponsored that sign yeah. and now they're not Sponsoring that, anyway, sponsoring other things. Yeah. Uh, some of the commercials that play during the games that I want to, you know, cut my ears off when I listen <laughs> to them. But uh, wait, they might be a sponsor of the newspaper. I should probably strike them. <laughs> we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Uh, so my my point is 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 I I don't even know. Does the does the Valparaiso have Cheers? Like I, I mean, there's not. Uh, I, I don't know that there is like a specific kind of cheer.
2: Yeah, we we don't we don't have cheers in particular. I know because last year when we were at games, we we, we were freshmen. And we were just kind of trying to figure out how it was, especially in the early part of the season. And I know a number of the seniors then um, who were there. The the only one that I can uh, think of their name, uh, Brett, Brett and Matt and and a bunch of them, um, they would kind of lead the cheers. But this year. Um, it's it's probably split like myself, um, Chase and JN. Who we're we're in the corner right by the visiting bench. I'm the guy with the the cape on. We're heckling the other team. We we probably lead about half of the cheers, and the band probably does about the other half. Um, but yeah, it it really is just a a, a weird feeling because you get the sense that like people they're not coming out, and then when they come, they're they're not standing, they're not engaged. And actually, even um, at the most recent game, Indiana State, we had one girl come down to us from a few rows behind. Um, in at halftime and tell us uh myself and and jacob that you're being really disrespectful by heckling the other team's bench and that i'm embarrassed to go to the same school as you and i was like i was just so caught off guard and, and shocked i was like that's that's kind of the point in that because because it's I mean, I get it sometimes when you're heckling and it's and it's too intense. But we we keep it classy. We don't we don't do that. And when the other team is laughing along with you, the guys yeah, on the bench, yeah. like, it's, it's all in good spirit.
0: So when I was at Bradley earlier this year, they had a heckler who was vicious. I mean, just vicious. And uh, and there's certainly been some of that more so at these games than anything. Let me ask you this as a student. Is it more of a draw to compete against in the Indiana states and the Illinois states of a world than it was maybe against the Cleveland states or Wright states or Detroit's?
2: I, I would say for for myself, I mean, being a really intense college basketball fan, that definitely to compete against more name-brand programs like you have in the Valley. like I'm, I'm really excited for when Northern Iowa's going to come to town and, and Illinois State and all those. I, I'm not from the area. I'm from Maryland, so I, I didn't grow up with, with all these teams. But definitely, you know, a, a Drake or a, a Southern Illinois is more appealing than, you know, Green Bay or Detroit. I'll, I'll say that.
0: And now you're from the Maryland area. What uh, Loyola? You're a big Loyola, Loyola fan? Loyola, Maryland. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's it's kind of weird. We, we, we
2: I, have I, ha, I have to yeah. specify all the time. My mom's professor there, so that's, that's why I grew up. I grew up on Loyola basketball back when they were in the Metro Atlantic and then have since shifted to the Patriot League.
0: I just so. read an article that there's 20-plus teams in the DMV area, and like only two of them are likely to make the NCAA tournament this year.
2: Yeah, this year UMBC is pretty good, um, and Towson is is the other one. But um, I, I guess Mount St Mary's they they have a chance as well. But yeah, Maryland's having a down year, and you got a bunch of MIAC teams there. Maryland um, just beat
0: up my Wisconsin
2: Badgers so it, uh, they're having a down year. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: what what do you uh, what do you hope for um in these last couple of home games? I mean, I know that Valpo's down. They've they've lost their 3 and 9 in conference. Uh, they they've are likely to have if they lose another conference game, their second losing conference season since 1992-93. It's been a long time. Valpo's just not used to losing. But but what do you uh are you still confident in the direction? Are you happy with the move to the Valley? Kind of what do you think going forward here?
2: I think, I mean, it, I, I'm I'm happy with the move to the Valley. I, I, I think it was a really good um, move to a good basketball conference. And I think with, with two of our last three home games here being on national TV, the Illinois State one on ESPNU and Northern Iowa and CBS Sports Network, I think that, you know, if we're able to publicize a lot that they're on national TV and stuff like that, and we have free giveaways like a shirt for Illinois State, um, as long as we publicize that, which we do, I think we should get more people out. Cause you saw for the loyal Chicago, people came out for that one. Um, but I think really you, you can kind of compare us. I feel like a lot to loyal Chicago. They, they struggled their first few years in the Valley. Um, not just on the corporate with attendance numbers too, but then now they're getting to that point where, um, they're, they're rebuilding and they're just starting to hit their stride and you see people are coming out and supporting them now. Um, I mean, the, the the diehard fans of the community they're always going to be there but I think we it's it's kind of hard to uh, try to encourage the fan base to come out when you only have kind of th- three of us there like um, aside from the pep band you know being being the diehards and, and trying to run the whole thing um, so I think we just need more people that you know tell their friends like hey going to Valpa basketball games is fun and you should come on out and support and for the big games, we'll pack it, but we want to try to pack it for every game.
0: Three home games left. Sunday, February eleventh is the uh, this Sunday against Illinois State. ESPNU, three o'clock. What's that like, like schoolwork wise? You know, Saturday night you're kind of like it's the night to go out and and have a good time. Sunday, at least for me, when I was in school, it was like okay, Friday, Saturday night, fun time. Sunday afternoon, let's let's get the homework going. It's a Sunday at three o'clock game, and you've seen a lot of those Sunday games. Is that a struggle to, you know think for students to get motivated at three o'clock on a Sunday or are they locked in academically at that point?
2: I think I think for your average student um, who who likes to to go out and you know, um, I guess live it up on on Saturday night and Sunday's their day for homework, yeah, it's it's gonna be a struggle. Um, I think that for for me personally, I, I plan ahead. I do my homework around the Valpo games um and so that i'm able to make them but yeah i i think that the the sunday games are always going to be a struggle we saw that last year um with attendance but it does help i think equalize as we were saying that the sunday games are the national tv games
0: saturday february 17th at home against bradley eight o'clock at night on nbc sports chicago hall of fame night season ticket holder appreciation night but i think more importantly It's a Saturday night home game. Yeah. The last three Saturday games have been played at Southern Illinois, at Illinois State, and at Northern Iowa. And those have all been on the road. The only Saturday night home game that the Falcons had during the conference season all year was against Southern Illinois. And that was— The students weren't here. The students weren't here. So— So it's really kind of depressing when you realize in terms of... It's been a lot of Wednesday night games. It's been a lot of Wednesday night games. And the band has struggled on Wednesday nights because that's the night that University Chorale and all all the music stuff happens. So you're getting a skeleton crew of the band. And then, uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of Wednesday night games. And there's a lot of Wednesday night classes that go on here. There are. And then the final home game of the year is that Tuesday, the... uh, Tuesday, February 20th, against Northern Iowa, CBS Sports Network, 8 o'clock at night. Tavon Walker and Max Joseph be giving out their uh, senior speeches. And uh, and really, as all signs point right now, that game could be huge in terms of determining who doesn't finish in 10th place, you know, and as yeah. Northern Iowa has been struggling and all of that. Um, I, I, I guess uh, – uh, and one final question here, I guess. Illinois State game on Sunday the 11th is a gold out. Do you think the students react to these things? The, 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 oh, it's Hawaiian nights. I mean, did people even know that these things are happening?
2: Or, um, I think the, those of us who, or the the students who don't follow the, all the social media of Valparaiso, um, they're, they're probably not going to know, because um, that's, that's the main place where we spread the, ber- the, the word. But one thing I, I just wanted to point out was the Bradley game that Saturday night. I think, um, we're actually going to see a bigger turnout for that and my prediction is because last year we had kind of one saturday conference um game with the students and that was youngstown state and that was the jersey replicate giveaway i think a lot of people came for that and similarly this year with bradley um it's a bobblehead night giveaway so i think that a lot of people are going to come out for that hopefully um the students but um yeah getting back to the original original question i think that um Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of blanking on the question here. No, what, no, no. What I, I, think, I think you brought up a
0: good point because that game against Youngstown last year was also Hall of Fame night. 4,823 people showed up to the And Arcana. it was kind
2: of weird because they were one of the bottom teams, and you're, you're just kind of surprised at the attendance numbers for that.
1: Yeah,
0: and just looking at that attendance in general uh, in terms of I think that was the only time all year that Valpo eclipsed 4,000 during a conference game – Against Rhode Island, there was 4100. But that that game against Youngstown was the most attended game, and I think if you're if I'm right, that was I think maybe the only Saturday night game of the year. So we should see a big crowd for the Bradley. And
2: game. you know, I'm kind of thinking ahead too for next year, considering we didn't do that well um, in conference this year. It seems like they're probably not going to put us on national TV as much, which means which means there will be less Sunday afternoon games and hopefully more Saturday night games, which could increase attendance, even though. We're not on national TV, and we don't get that factor. There's a great
0: quote out there. Sometimes you have to go backward to go forward. It sounds like maybe that would be the situation. Ethan, I want to thank you very much for joining me. Uh, Again, tell everyone where they can listen to your show.
2: Uh, They can listen to our show on 95.1 FM, The Source, um, live on Monday nights at 7 Central, 8 Eastern, um, or you can find it on podcast form on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at Happening Hoops and uh, happeninghoops.com.
0: Very good. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us. And, you know, I I
2: hope, uh, you know, for Valpo's sake, the student
0: section gets rolling. They got a chance this Sunday against Illinois State, ESPNU, 3 o'clock start, and then uh, two more home games after that. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, thank you, Paul, so much for having me on.